As you probably know, we're continuing on in our Relight the Fire series. I'm enjoying it. Are you? Yeah. Cool. Um, Dan did an awesome preach last week, uh, chatting about our identity and, and in Christ and picking up on these amazing like pictures of like Old Testament and New Testament and matching them up and God's faithfulness and His story through that and that we can find not only physical healing but like spiritual healing in Christ and it was just awesome. Thanks, Dan. That was such a good message and um. Yeah, tonight I'm, I'm looking at 2, Tim, 2 Timothy. And one more thing too, can we just thank Paul for doing the sound desk like all the time, right? Sometimes we forget about the sound dudes, but he does an awesome job and takes initiative on things like lights and just does awesome stuff. So thanks, Paul. Um, cool. Um, so one thing I've really tried to do, right, as I've um, grown up is like to try and commit to things, right? And, and to try and um, finish things well. Um, like I've realized that especially in leadership, like it's anyone can present like great vision, like picture this. Bennett, Brown, oh crap, what's the a wooden cross every week. That's what we're going to do every week, right? Anyone can say that, but then to kind of like fulfill it week in, week out, is a different story. And I've and I've kind of realized that in leadership for myself, it's like, I can present any, but then I'm like, I've got to try and achieve this or fulfill this. And that's the, and that's the hard thing um, to do. And, and I've realized um, I haven't always been great with kind of following through in my goals and my visions. And yeah, I haven't been great with that. And like, if I kind of think about like cleaning my room, right? I always had a pretty messy room. Like I'd There'd be clothes every. I'd find like a little hole in the clothes. Put me, put me pants on there in that little hole. Where I'd grab the, put another clean shirt on there, and then I see another. The next day, I see another hole in. I'd, whoa! I put me shirt on. I put me shirt in that little hole there. Oh, it's like getting my eye audio. Um, and I put in that hole, so I was like covered, right? And, but then I like, eventually I'd just do this mega clean, right? I'd do this mega clean and it would be all spotless. The same with the house, like I'd just get in one day, right? And then within like, honestly, the other day I cleaned my room spotless. And I think Mark was so impressed, he like walked in there and like, he was just sitting there when I was walking past. Where is Mark? There he is. Yeah. And he's like, wow, this is cool. And I'm like, yeah. And, um, but then, I literally, like, the next afternoon, I was like, there was several things on the floor. I'm like, all I have to do is just do a little bit weekly or, or a little, yeah, or, like, a, maybe a bigger clean monthly or even with my car and house. But it's like, I just don't do that. I wait till it's all messy and I just do one one big clean. I... No, don't tell me why. I don't want to know. Okay, why? Yeah, I, I like to know where everything is, my desk and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my intentions are great, but I just, you know, don't. Same with gym membership, man. The amount of money I've wasted on gym memberships. I'm like, look, I'll just pay the big buck. I'll pay $500 gym membership. Then I've just got to do it. No, I don't do it. Um, every time. Oh, once when I was a kid, I, um, I, got, I, I used to get into like so many different things. And um, at one point I was into like magic and... um. I mean, 
thinking about it now, I think you've got to be pretty good with your hands. I think some of those card tricks might have been a bit tricky. But um, so I thought, I was like, Dad, can we make a magic box? I've got this really good idea. So we um, made this wooden box, right? Made out of like MDF. It was ridiculously heavy. Had a front, two doors that open up. And you get in there and it's like, I've painted all black. And then in there, there's like another two doors that you can quickly like open and you shut it. And then all of a sudden you open the doors up and you're gone. And like, this is like our design. We'll make it every afternoon. And it was awesome. But all I can remember about that is I didn't, I was going to do this show for like my family and my friends and put on a really cool Bennett Brown magic. Sh- and I painted on it Bennett Brown magic shot line. Ooh. <laughs> Cause I couldn't even fit it all like, on there, and then, um, so, but all I remember about that is, like, I just remember kissing my girlfriend in it, and then we used it for firewood, that's all that happened out of it, right, yeah, light that fire, baby, I had great intentions, but I could just never fulfill it, I was like, they were like, do the trick again, sure, and they were like, oh, yeah, so, anyway, good intentions, but I could just never fulfill them, another thing was, um, we used to live near a, near an oval, and there was a um, airstrip next to the oval, like an aeroplane airstrip. And I thought, I was like, oh yeah, I want to get fit. There was like little athletics, but I didn't want to do that. Could have just done that. So I wanted to get fit. I don't know why he's laughing already. Um, and so I thought, oh, like Dad, how about you reckon we could like um, every afternoon go to the oval and. I could like run and you could time it and I'll get faster and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'll like get up at the crack of dawn every day before school, every afternoon. I'm just going to get, get heaps fitter, losing my breath. And, um, so like one afternoon, dad's like, yeah, like he's loving dad, like trying to support me and all the crazy things I do. He came out and so I thought, and I like this, looked at this airstrip and I thought, I'll run to the end and time it and I'll just get better at that. But I didn't realize how far, the, like, I don't know, like, if there's any, like, airplane drives in here, but airstrips air are pretty, are pretty long, right? There could be. My last, my last pastor had a pilot's license, so it's, it can go forever, right? It's not like a hundred meter sprint. And, um, so, so where I'm like kind of at the start, my dad's got the stopwatch, but he's like, I kind of thought, oh, so, but I've got to run there, but then I've got to get back. So I'm like, I need to get, I need to have the bike up there so I can ride back. But then also, if I start and Dad's down here and I get to the end, how does he stop the clock? And no, and so I'm like, what do we do? So Dad's like, it's alright, I'll, I'll ride the bike and I'll hold your bike and I'll time it and I'll ride while you're, while you run. So I'm like, yeah, sweet. So I'm like, go. And I'm like, start sprinting up and he's like, trying to hold the bike, time my race and, and ride his bike. And we're riding, riding. I'm like, yeah, like getting some like good... And I've probably done about 50 metres, still like a kilometre to go, but I'm still I'm just running around. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ah! And I look back and Dad's like, whoa! And there's like a handlebar in his gut and he's over the top and his legs are caught in the chains. He's like, keep going! I'm like, no, Dad! So keep going, you can do it! I'm like, no! And I'm like running and running and I'm thinking, I, I need to stop. And he's like, just you can do it! So I'm like running and running and then it all just kind of hit the fan and I don't even know if it got the right time or anything. I can't even remember. I, don't, I never did it again because I had these great intentions but I couldn't fulfill them. Poor dad, I can still pitch in my head. 
Um, but it's this idea, right, or reality that I often see in my own spiritual life or our spiritual lives. It's this question of, like, if I have the Holy Spirit working in me, why do I get angry? Why do I continue to sin? Why do I keep continuing in those old habits that I gave up long ago? Well, if I've got the Holy Spirit living in me, why do I feel so dark that, to be honest, I just can't think of a way forward from here? I've got the, the Spirit of the living God in us. Why, why do we feel like we're just kind of losing, losing ground? First thing I want to say, if you do feel like that, is that I love you and God loves you and we love you, and but we need to search the scriptures tonight and see what God has to say about that. Because sometimes in Christianity we believe that, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, yet we go back home, we do the same sins over and over and over and over again. But we can do all things through Christ. What's up with that? How do we continue to stoke the fire? Do we stoke the fire or does God stoke the fire? Hopefully we can find some answers in the passage tonight. So let me just quickly pray as we read before we read this. Lord, I thank you that we are back together again this week, learning about your word, worshipping together, having fun, eating, celebrating, mourning, weeping. Lord, we just pray that you have your way tonight, that you teach us, you move us, and that tonight we may know your love more, but also know what it means to be a disciple of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh. All right, so we're going to read from 2 Timothy 1, 1 to 7. If you could flick that along for me as I read, that would be awesome. I always forget. <clears throat> All right, I've got the NIV and it's up there too. Um, so, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power of love, and of self-discipline. So there's kind of like three things that I've just pulled out of this uh, passage tonight. And the first thing is, don't forget about what God has done. Recently, uh, like, there's this, oh, there's this guy that I know, we've known since we were like kids, right? We used to hang out together. But recently, um, on Facebook, he's just been like hammering me. And he's like, it's because I'm a Christian and he's got different views of me. But like when he first started calling me like a bigot and stuff, I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't he, that was just because I was a Christian, I didn't even say anything. I'm like, 
dude, like, I thought we were friends. And, like, I just didn't understand why. And I'm like, don't you remember what we have done? Like, we used to run around in in the backyard and he like point out of this box on top of the caravan and they told me it was a vampire living in the coffin and I believed them and I freaked out and would I'm like don't you remember what we would what we had done like and would would run around and play together and we're mates and I'm like don't you don't you remember that and I'm like we ate cat food together for goodness sake I'm like and now you call me a bigot like I I listened to you. You said it tasted good. And I ate the cat food. I'm like, don't you remember that? Now you're like calling me these names and it just doesn't make sense. It's just just because of uh, my worldview. But I get this, um, this idea from several places in this passage. And first, Paul says, I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did. So he's kind of saying... Um, I thank God whom I serve as, as like Moses did and Abraham and Isaac. And he, and he points out this lineage of, of faith that God has had through, through the times and what he's done and brought people out of Egypt. And he's just stuck to his, uh, his promises time and time and time again. And, and also Paul comes from a lineage of Abraham. And, and so he's kind of pointing out, don't you remember what, what God has done? A, a couple of weeks ago in my other sermon, that, that was the big idea that, when, when Moses was up on the hill and they looked down, I look up and said, don't you remember what God has done? And that's what helps us out of these places of spiritual dryness. We've got to remember what God has done. Um, Paul then says, uh, recalling your tears, I long to see you. It's as if to say, oh, how far we've come, Timothy. Remember those days when we wept together, when you were so down that you, you couldn't open your Bible. Remember those days, how far you've come, when you, you stuck your head out a little and you tried something different and it didn't work and you just felt like a failure. Oh, look at you now, how faithful is God. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I've seen first in his grandmother and then his mother. So he's saying, seeing the faith move from, from your grandmother and then your mother, then now you. So you see, he just keeps pointing these lines of like God's faithfulness. Remember what God has done. Remember all these things that God has done. Because life's going to get tough soon. See, Paul here is, people uh, believe that this is probably his last letter he wrote. He was in jail. He was getting old. And there's several uh, uh, verses in here that, even Paul kind of has this inkling that, yep, um, my time is up soon before he gets killed. And so he's like saying, like, he's handing it over to Timothy going, don't you remember what God has done? God has been so faithful. Never forget that, Timothy. It's like, remember when you went to that youth camp and you were like swaying in the arms of your friends and like in the rhythm of the music and you're just singing that word over and over and over and over and over again in that worship song, I love you, Lord, and I, you know, you're singing the same thing, you know, in the rhythm of what's happening, and then you give your heart to God, and but do you remember how like your life changed on that weekend, or you remember how like at, at youth camp that someone said that kind word to you, and it just was like, oh, it's like a knife in your heart, and but you just it impacted you so greatly, and for for weeks you 
you lived on that faith, that new, newfound faith, but then you just kind of gave up. Remember when you first opened your mouth holding that microphone and you felt so inadequate, but God used you so greatly? Remember when God spoke to you so clearly that first time, or that spoke to you so clearly that time you opened the word and it was just like this verse and it just stuck out, but you've forgotten about that lately? You remember that? But you remember when that, that older person in the church just come up beside you and, and prayed for you at a, at a uh, family camp and said, you know what, it's so good having you in this church and we believe in you and we love having you around. And you felt so great. But then you kind of gave up. Or remember when how like that friend that you were hanging around just you found out that they were a Christian, right? But they never forced that on you, and and every time at work uh, they would just be kind to you and and love you, and then, and then they kind of mentioned this church thing, and then you you went along, and and then the the preacher just said this message that struck your heart, but you just trying to forget it. Do you remember how God did that? God is so faithful. And in our times of our up and downs or, or our spiritual dries, we've got to remember that God is so faithful. We've got to remember what He's done. And often when we do, we go, yep, I remember. But we're sinners and we just forget all the time and we see the Israelites are up and down and God does some of the most amazing miracles and still they forget. Remember what He's done. The second thing that I kind of noticed was that God empowers us through His Spirit. And that's that amazing verse in, in uh, yeah, verse 7 where it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. I love saying that, timidity. But a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. I'm going to go back because I want everyone to say that. Ready? Together. One, two, three. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's like a really awesome um, Bible verse to memorize. I've had that memorized for, for ages. He says he didn't give us a spirit of fear. And that word comes from uh, another word that, that refers to an excessive fear or dread of losing. Losing would cause someone to be faint-hearted or cowardly. That's what this word fear means. So the thing about fear is that resisting it strengthens it. So I used to be full of fear. When I used to have to speak at school and stand up and like, oh, it was mental. I couldn't say a word. I couldn't get through a sheet of paper or I couldn't really read well or write speeches well. I really struggled with that. And and I never went to parties at school, not because I thought I was a really good kid, but because I was in so much fear of like shaking someone's hand or walking into a, a group of people and just feeling so out of place and, and not cool enough or just weird. And now my job is kind of to meet people. <laughs> I meet so many people and it freaks nothing freaks me out more than preaching or walking into a room of teenagers. Seriously, it freaks me out, but I, God has enabled me to do it, and I love it, and I've got purpose, and 
And sometimes that fear just goes, or sometimes it's there, but I, I get encouraged by the Spirit. You know, fear is designed to keep you safe and limited. Fear is not from God. God empowers us and gives us a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline or self-control. This word power means enables, overcomes, equips, gives strength, and helps us to live righteously. Often we think we just can't do this good thing, this good Christian thing, or live righteously, but it's the spirit that helps us live correctly or live righteously, gives us a greater capacity to love. It's the spirit that helps us. And this this spirit of power, right, it's not uncontrollable. And, and it's followed by two words that really, like, make sense because people might think, oh, it gives us a spirit of power. Yeah, we can be, like, assertive and strong and go out in the streets and condemn people and stuff. But the spirit of power and love and self-discipline. You know, in First John 4.18, it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. We see that in, um, in that verse, that word love means agape. And some of you might have heard that word agape before. And uh, we're involved with the orphanage and their agape. Or, is that what they're called? Agape, agape, however you want to say it. Dan could probably, what is it? Agape. Dang. I like agape. Agape. But this type of love we see in the Bible, it, it means um, that it's selfless, sacrificial, unconditional. It's a love that Christ has for us. We have that love. We have that through the Spirit. We have that love and we can use it through the Spirit of God. How crazy is that? Uh, it's just awesome. And we're also given a spirit of self-discipline. Woohoo! Self-control. Yeah! That's a spirit of... Oh, I missed that. A spirit of... It's opposite to what we see in the world, right? In the world, we see chaos. We see violence. We see people just following their human urges. We see 50... Sh- what? That's not 50 shades. Oh. We see... um disorder and confusion we just it's just a wild world right and god says you can actually through my spirit have like a peace in the chaos you can know what to do the the word means um i saw a cool uh, definition acting god's will god gives us a spirit of power love and this this spirit of being able to do what we're meant to do. How good is that? That God empowers us through His Spirit. If you have fear, it's not from God. Often I feel, uh, some people say, oh yeah, no, God really smashed me around the other night when I was in prayer. Just really, like I don't think God does that. He really loves us and cares for us. And and if He challenges us, it's because a loving Father does that. The important thing is that, or the challenging thing is that you may never experience that love or that self-control or, or that power without the Spirit in your life. And, and you'll never be able to experience that unless you are born again and you receive that Spirit of God. 
So maybe you're here tonight and maybe you need the Spirit to fill you tonight and I'll, I'll offer that later. The third thing is that I see in this passage and the third and final thing is that we've got to do something. We see uh, in verse 3 that it says, um, Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Night and day I constantly remember you. He's like, he's doing something. He's, he's day and night, he's praying and praying and praying. He's not only praying for himself, but he's praying for Timothy. He's praying, he's, he's doing something. He's not just waiting, expecting God to just do it all. He's on his knees and he's, he's doing something. He's praying. We need to sometimes just do something. He tells, um, he tells us that Timothy received the Spirit through the laying of hands. It was like a, a physical thing that he did. He laid hands on Timothy. And through that, he received the Spirit of God. We often need to do something to get out of a dry place. I often minister with people and they want to change or they want a different life, but they don't want to do anything about it. And it's just so sad. Sometimes we just got to do something. It's really hard sometimes. You may need to take up exercise or something physical. For me, I've got to do that kind of stuff to clear my head. I don't do it enough. You may need to write down some of your goals and or journal a bit more and so you can flick through. I love, I don't journal a lot, but I do it a bit and I love just going back and going, whoa, you answered that, God. You might need to find a mentor and ask if you can meet with them regularly. You may need to find some routine in your life. You may need to find time to retreat or just sit in God's presence. You've got to do something. You may need to confess your sins to someone. You may need some prayer. We can't just expect God to do all the work without us doing anything. For us to really experience the presence of God in our lives, to try and make these kind of waves of spiritual high and low kind of tighten up because we always go through that. Sometimes we just got to do something. Christ did something big on the cross for us, right? When he died for you. He did the most extravagant thing. He died so that you may have life, so that you may have a purpose and live like you were made to live, which is to honor and glorify our God, our King to live for your creator. Sometimes we need to just do something. Stop mucking about. So if you're wondering how to keep the fire light, don't forget what God has done. Don't forget it. Think about it now. Remember, what has God done in your life? What are those little bits of the puzzle that he's put together to... Like one of our leaders, it was great people talking about what God's done in their life to bring them here today. Remember, remember, remember. Remember that God empowers us through His Spirit. And sometimes we have to change something or do something to connect with God, to reconnect with God, to be uplifted, to be built up. So as we finish, I just want to say, if you're feeling so disconnected from God and dry and even anxious or depressed, we are here for you. God established his family, the church, to care for one another. So we're with you. I just want to kind of put three things out there that maybe might challenge you or you can think about as we reflect on this passage. 
I want to offer prayer tonight. And Obi's down the front. Um, Jen's going to be down the front too if you want some prayer. Um, Graham will be around. But also if you're one of our youth guys, maybe go to one of your leaders. But pray. You might want, you might need to let go of fear. The crazy thing about fear is we actually hold on to it sometimes. But if you need to let go of fear, if you need someone to declare the blood of Jesus over your life and that fear has no place, then can we do that with you? Um, pray. Maybe you can, as you leave, continue to pray for your friends and your family. Pray, pray, pray. Because we can pray on behalf of people. Well, maybe you're a Christian tonight, but you want us to lay hands on you and, and, and ask if the Spirit of God fill you. It's not, when we see it in scriptures, it's not something that happens once. It's, it's an ongoing process. If you want to be filled with the Spirit of God and see love and, and power and self-discipline in your life, let us uh, pray for you. Like I was thinking about this message and I, my first thing was like, oh, I do not want to preach this. I do not want to preach this. Like, spirit is like with power, yeah, love, yeah, self-discipline, yeah, nah. Like, I'm struggling in like a lot of those areas at the moment. Finding it hard to love people. Not feeling like the power of God is in my life. Self-control, yeah. Like, but it's not about me or where I'm at. It's about Christ's righteousness, that's why I can preach with authority and power because it's not how good I am, but it's how good God is and how perfect Jesus is on the cross and what he's done. So I know that I'm predestined to be his child and he will look after me. But I've got to do something. I've got to remember and I've got to pray and I've got to do stuff because I want to. So that's one, pray. Let's pray for you tonight. Maybe you need to do something different. Number two, maybe you need to see a counsellor. I've seen counsellors before. Sometimes we need professionals to actually chat to us. Like, So I fully think counselling is an awesome thing. And maybe you need to just go see a counsellor and deal with, or just chat through stuff. Maybe you need a mentor. Maybe you need to ask someone if you can have coffee before work each week and just chat about some scripture. Maybe you just need to do something. Maybe you need to change a few things. Please don't walk out here the same person. Dan did, said a really good point at Youth on Friday night about not we should change or we should do these things, but we actually can. We can do something in our lives. We can do things that bring us closer to God. Not like we should or it's a religion, but we get the opportunity to be like Christ, to try and be like Christ, to try and live righteously. Start using those gifts. Do something. Maybe there's something God's been telling you to do time and time again. You just, you've got to use it. Use it or lose it. Maybe you need to start praying for others more regularly. Or maybe you need to disciple others like we see Paul disciple. Like I love 2 Timothy in that start because it's just such a... Uh, great like uh, example of, of discipleship and Paul's love that he prays for him night and day that he thinks about him it, seeing him brings him joy that uh, he sees God at work in his life and the third thing is 
Maybe you need to be born again. Maybe that you're just feeling empty time and time again, day after day after day, feeling dry, empty, without purpose. You try and different things to make you to fill that hole, but it's just not doing anything. And you see that power of love, that power, of, uh, that spirit of power, that spirit of self-control, and it's just like does not reflect in my life. Maybe in, you need to be filled with the Spirit tonight. And all that you need to do is that accept and believe that Christ died for you. And he took the burden, the weight of all your sin on his shoulders so that you can know God your Father. You just confess that with your mouth and you believe in your heart that that's what Christ has done for you. And we will lay hands and we will say in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll walk out here a different person. So do you need some prayer tonight as the worship happens? Do you need to walk out here and do something? Text me and say, I've got to do this this week. Hold me accountable. Do you need to absolutely change your life tonight and be born again? So let me pray for you. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. I'm so thankful for its power and its authority. I'm so thankful for its life, that it's living I'm so thankful for the cross, God, that it that it is there so that we can find you. That you love us so much, God. I just pray that we can be doing things in our life that bring us close to you, that, that, that you look down on us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I pray that tonight, if you want someone to do something, that you want someone to to get up and receive some prayer or or maybe change their life completely, Lord, that you just put that on their heart tonight, God. But I just thank you for this group of people in front of me, Lord. I pray that they are uplifted today, that they are spurred on, that they know that the Spirit of God is active and working in them, and they have a massive capacity to love and to be humble and to be righteous and to do great things in this life, Lord. In Jesus' name.